On this episode of the Michigan State of Sports, how about the Spartans? They get it done at home. They're victorious over the University of Michigan. What's it all mean? We talk a little bit of injury talk as well and look ahead to the Big Ten tournament. That's all next on the Michigan State of Sports. Welcome one, welcome all. The Michigan State of Sports starts right now. So glad to have you along, Jake Ritma, alongside Tony Garcia. I'm feeling the jubilation, the excitement that you are just sending through the Zoom call, Zoom call my way. So excited I can't even talk, but you're sending it my way, Anthony Garcia. Your Spartans are victorious. The floor is yours, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm sure. I'm sure it is radiating and emanating through the through the screen right now. A good day. Also, all right. I know this is a podcast. It's totally audio driven, but folks, he's got this little grin on his face. That yes, like soak it all up. Your Spartans won, and they played well, and they they had no business splitting with the University of Michigan. But and they and I would say they solidified their their tickets to the big dance 22 years in a row all very impressive so yes you have every right but i've never seen that grin from you it's it's just a relief i mean in what was such a bad year all the way around i mean i was i've been talking with a lot of spartans friends uh i mean over the last few months Spartan dogs it, with my dogs exactly and i mean it's just the one thing you could always count on was Michigan State basketball. I mean, no matter how bad all the Detroit sports teams are, no matter if Michigan State football goes, what were they, two and five or something? I mean, not a, obviously not a good year. They ruined my Northwestern cat season, though, so it wasn't a total loss. Yeah, but I mean, really the one that brings the joy was also the Michigan win in the football season. But it's just the one thing you can always count on was Michigan State basketball. And I was like, you know, I mean, if we've lost this too, then we've lost all cabin pressure on everything we know that is right in the world. And uh, it's just really fun. It's it's just surreal to see. I mean, 17, 18 days ago, we were, we were burying this team and said they needed literally a miracle. I'd say three top five wins in a couple of weeks, a five and one stretch, um, knocking Indiana off the bubble twice. Illinois, who's going to be a one seed, Michigan, who's going to be a one seed, Ohio State, who's going to be a two seed. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I could talk about this forever. I mean, you did, what we you saw, what we my, saw today was huge, huge. No doubt about it. You stole my line a little bit, and it, but it, it's worth repeating. I mean, Izzo talking after the game, you've got four top five opponents to to close out the season i don't know if that's ever happened but to win three of them that's where that's the stuff that uh, memories are made of and i know we're still it's still very very early and i wouldn't even call this a successful season yet for michigan state but they've put themselves in position to make some noise and at one time tony one time you called this this michigan state team one of the most intriguing teams in the country and now now maybe they actually are i mean this is sort of what I saw, and I mean, it was really intriguing just in terms of storyline because you had a team that was at one point, I mean, it was a while back, but they were ranked top five this year. So of course, so, and I'm just saying that just to say there were expectations at one point. Then they, I mean, really blew the season in the month of January, starting off two and seven in the Big Ten. And it was just, you could, you could feel it. It was the second half of that Indiana game. I came on the podcast afterwards and I said, they found it. 
it, it was it was evident when they switched up their lineup. They went four guards, and um, I mean, it was just a great half. And it wasn't just a oh, they started making shots. It was clear um, they're not. They weren't thinking as much. They were just doing. They were just playing. And uh, it it took all year long for them to sort of find their r- rhythm, find their groove. And now, I mean, I just feel bad for whatever six seed i think michigan state's the 11 seed in the tournament some poor sap six seed who was like a top 25 team and is feeling pretty good about themselves is probably some big east team um they're they're gonna have to play michigan state in the first round and not that this uh theoretical 16 seed team can't win but that's not the first round matchup you want right now are you kidding me Red absolutely Hot not state? january february is though I just wanted to piss off the vast majority of our listeners by saying that, but a lot to dive into. I love it. We're we're hitting the ground running on this episode of the. We Michigan didn't even State small talk. I didn't even. No, ask you how I you know. Are. We just no. Uh, can I say this? No foreplay. We just went right into it. I mean, that's kind of what we're dealing we're with. Moved up. We're yeah, but um, we want to. I also I want to discuss the Eli Brooks injury. I want to discuss a little bit of what this all means for Michigan. Obviously, we'll continue to dive into what it means for Michigan State. A full look at the Big Ten tournament now that the regular season is in the books, and and who knows? Who knows where else we might go with it? But before we do all that, Tony Garcia, tell the people. We almost forgot about our wonderful sponsor, Cutting Edge Landscaping, based out of Ann Arbor. Um, There's a lot of sad people in Ann Arbor today, but that's okay. You can be a little happier if you call Cutting Edge Landscaping and get uh, just the best landscaping available in the area. The snow's melted, finally. It's going to be beautiful the next four days, and I'm sure Joe and his team are looking forward to getting out there and regrading some lawns, putting in some some stonework some brickwork whatever you need you whatever work you need in and around your house uh give a2 cutting edge cutting edge landscaping a call at a2cuttingedge.com there we go and uh tell them tony from the michigan state of sports sent you you will get the best rate possible cutting edge landscape love it love it love it all right tony rocket watts made a quite the quite the resurging performance and it looked like the rocket Watts of old. That's one guy. He had the 21 points, but do you think, and we can go a lot of different directions with this, but do you think he's officially back? That's where I want to start. No, I don't. I really wish I could. I really wish I could say, I I mean, this is a, this, this is a day of jubilation and of excitement, but also, I mean, it wouldn't just be fun if I was completely being a blowhard the entire time you have to have a little tiny bit of oh don't worry i i have a lot of listeners that are just 100 accusing you of being a spartan blowhard so that's your rep you might as well just own it yeah i mean but you got i mean i own i own it to a certain extent but, but also, you are trying but also and i mean i was kind of right right like i said i saw it and then it sort of happened and so i mean i don't want to be uh, that don't guy pull a muscle. It. Pull. Don't pull a muscle. Patting yourself on the back, right? Yeah, now. I'll try not to. Um, but no, but no, Rocket's not back. Um, I mean, it was a wonderful sign, and I mean, it was a confidence booster, certainly. And it's nice to know that it's possible. But I mean, a couple of these buckets. I mean, it, he just had a good game. He was just on. He was just hitting one day. I mean, uh, he played under control for the most part, which was good. Um, only a couple of a couple of turnovers. Um, four assists he looked more comfortable running the offense but I'd say three of his 23 buckets he made six of his 21 points were long contested twos and uh, 
sort of those. No, no, no. Oh, nice. Good shot. There you go. Yeah. He loves, um, he loves it off the pull up, you know, he, he does. And he's, I mean, he's a streaky player that, that has much has been known about him since he came to East Lansing, but, um, but no, I mean, do I think that Michigan state is just going to be able to count on 20 points a game and 50% shooting from rocket Watts? No, absolutely not. But, um, could this be a nice little spark? And if he can start giving this team 10 or 12, does that make a difference? Certainly. Because this is all the, only the second time in two months that he's gone for double digits. Let's flip it over to Michigan for a second here with the injury, obviously, to Eli Brooks being carried off the, the court early. And obviously, that's going to have a huge effect on the game. We still don't know what the long-term diagnosis is. But this Michigan team... And I don't know if you want to just point it, oh, there was an injury, so they weren't as good. But clearly, despite the win over Michigan State in their last game, you take the last three games, they've really only played one good half in the last three games. How much cause for concern do you think there is for the University of Michigan and Juwan Howard's camp? From where I'm seeing it, I think that's sort of a two-part question because there's concern about Eli Brooks's injury. And if that's serious, then I think there really is cause for concern. But big picture... If I'm a Michigan fan, I mean, you want to be playing your best ball going into the tournament. Losing two of three for the first time all year is obviously not the way you want to go in. But they're kind of explainable losses is how I would qualify them. The first one against Illinois, yeah, you look terrible, but I think you just kind of got caught sleeping. Uh, you're, you're expecting Ayo DeSumo to be out and uh, think that Illinois might roll over. And, uh, and they don't. Illinois is like, look, our one shot to win this Big Ten is we got to beat you, we got to win out, and we got to hope you lose out. And so Illinois came in and did their job. And then Michigan rebounded exactly as you would. And even though this was a rivalry game uh, today on Sunday, I mean, you just won a Big Ten championship. You just won 18-2 and two the last 20 games. It's been a long season. It is human nature to maybe come out slow. I mean, Michigan State has everything to play for. Michigan is already a one seed, already won the title, already beat their rival. I mean, it's, it's an understandable let, let down spot if there is one. So, so I'm not concerned unless Eli Brooks is out for the tournament, then I am concerned because then Michigan really could lose a sweet 16 game. He not a lot lose. of depth. Yes. And there's not a lot of depth on that Michigan roster. So not at the guard spot. Right. I mean, right. I mean, right. they had Zeb Jackson going in there and, yeah, and, and, exactly. you know, and, and you're right. Not just the guard spot. Um, I mean, they've been rotating like seven, eight guys all year. That's been the difference between Michigan and Michigan state. One of the many differences is Michigan right, rotation. Right. But I, I still believe that Michigan is deserving of the number one seed, obviously, no matter what happens yep. in the Big Ten tournament. And when they're and of course it's such a cliche to say, Oh, you gotta be playing your best basketball in March. Of course that's the truth. We all know that. But when this Michigan team was playing their best basketball, which wasn't that long ago, they're a team that can certainly win it all. Absolutely. I don't think I don't think there's any question about that. Um, they, they still can, but you're going to need a full complement of players to do so. Um, I mean, Mike Smith, we said how much Mike Smith helps this team because then lets Eli Brooks play off the ball. And if you lose that off the ball guy at the two, I mean, Trondy Brown's minutes need to go up. And I, I mean, it just changes the dynamic of this roster. And I mean, he's I mean, he's a good defender. Eli Brooks does a lot of little things well. And that's what this Michigan team is, is they were the perfect complement of players. Like one of my buddies is saying they might be the best Big Ten team of the decade or something. I think that's silly. I don't even think they're the best Michigan team in the last decade. I mean, Trey Burke and Nick Stauskas and Karis LeVert and Glenn Robinson and Mitch McGarry, all those guys, that was a way more talented team than this Michigan team. But this Michigan team is all, 
maybe every bit as cohesive as that team. But if you take out a senior, a leader, a glue guy from that roster, then yeah, of course that changes the dynamic. And it's all going to depend on what they do in March. I mean, we're going to, all of these conversations. What are you expecting? Here I am acting like like you're interviewing me. Like this isn't some (laughs) podcast, some back and forth. Tony, wake the hell up. I mean, what what do you think about? No, I was just going to say that it all depends on what's going to happen in March. I think there's something to be said about Juwan Howard in his first March Madness tournament. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like from a coaching perspective. Um, I, I'm not going to doubt Juwan Howard because he's proven the doubters wrong. He just hasn't had the opportunity to prove said doubters wrong in the month of March yet because, you know, the whole world went into a pandemic last, last March at this time. So the same time last year. Yes. Yes. Which is sad. I don't even want to think about that. It's just so exciting. That's another thing. I mean, can you imagine just the feeling we're about to have? Yes. The big 10 tournament is great. I love the conference tournaments coming up this week, but that first day of March Madness. Whoa, all right, I'm getting carried away. I'm getting carried away. But to to rein it back in for a second here, I, I think this Michigan team is a Final Four team. And I've said that all along. And I've said that when, even after they've, they've stubbed their toe a couple of times here down the stretch. And yes, the, the, the Brooks injury is looming large, but it could also be a turned ankle that he put in a walking boot and will be absolutely, it'll be just fine. And if I think if that's the case, yes, there, there's a little bit, uh, a shortage of depth. There's some questions about the experience of Juwan Howard, just because he's never had that opportunity to coach in March, but this is still a Michigan team that can go to the final four. It is. And if you keep in mind, I mean, it depends what level, of of injury we keep saying it is with brooks um he i mean there's no reason for him to play in a big 10 tournament and force anything and so they're not gonna have to play in for 12 days uh until their first matchup 12 maybe 11 days if or no because it starts on a friday so 12 days or 13 days if they play on the saturday and assuming you're a one seed and you're getting a 16 i think you're okay without an eli brooks for for unless it's umbc you have two full weeks to get him back healthy and, and see what you got with him um and so, and so, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't rule them out, but there are some chinks in the armor that you're, that you're starting to see. Like, I mean, I called them explainable losses and they're understandable. I mean, you lose to a red hot Michigan state team, you lose to an Illinois team. that's also going to be a one sweet seed. We've talked about them a little bit, but um, I, I've seen Dickinson has been quiet the last couple yeah. of games against Michigan state livers was quiet. A couple of games Fra- Franz Wagner had a great second half. The first game, um, he was relatively quiet today. I mean, no one from Michigan stood out and I think maybe it's going to end up being to a fault. Their balance has been so good and they right. just rolled through the schedule so easily. What happens when there's some adversity, who is that guy who steps up? No one's had to step up yet. So that's a great point, especially offensively. Like who's taking that shot? Is it, is it Franz Wagner? I mean, is it, you know, are you going inside to Hunter Dickinson? You need a bucket. Who are you going to? Yeah, I think, I mean, if it's, if it's like a trip, like a triple or, or a bucket, I think Wagner is probably the guy. And I, I mean, the thing is Michigan has a lot of people who can take that shot, right? Like livers. He's a senior. He hit, he missed a big three at the end of the game when it was a four point game, four point game after, yep. Ro- after Rockets turnover. Um, but before that, there was a sequence with about six, seven minutes left where Livers hit a big three and then Lankford hit one of his patented 20-foot, two-point jump shots. And uh, I was like, those are seniors. 
They were seniors yes. trading blows in a rivalry game that both teams wanted to have. Ah, you throw the record books out for the rivalry. <laughs> but how about Joshua Langford with that? I don't want to say that clinched the game because there, it was still in question, but that three-pointer he hit, I, I believe you had a tweet about it saying it was just a, a signature moment. I don't want to plagiarize your tweet because I don't remember what it was. I didn't like it, obviously, because I'm a jerk and I didn't want to give you that clout. But Joshua Langford hits that three and he, Tom Izzo talked about it a little bit in the post-game presser, but just a cool moment for him. Yeah, um, I'll read the exact tweet. It's very short. Um, the storyline Josh Langford wrote for his career with that. The storyline Josh Langford, Langford just wrote for his career with that shot. I can't even read. Um, Boom. Amazing is what it is. And it's because, I mean, just think about how much it's changed for him over the last couple of years. Missing a year and a half, we've talked about it all season long. I mean, he's been healthy all year, so it's just been a normal year. But he did miss a season and a half, and there was no um, certainty about what he was going to bring to the table this year. And, of course, he was part of that um, illustrious super highly touted freshman class with Cassius Winston and Nick Ward and Jaron Jackson and, uh, or, or no. And I mean, just, and the, and the, the four guys and he was the five-star though. He was, it was miles bridges. Jesus. That was, that was the name. I know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, he, miles bridges, not bad. Yeah. He was the five-star and uh, I mean, five time Alabama high school player of the year. I mean, he came in, he was supposed to be a one, one and done, maybe two year guy, and then he's out. He has to go through everything he's done in the last five years. And then you hit the the shot to send your team to the 23rd consecutive tournament. I mean, his legacy was going to be not living up to the five-star billing, a ton of injuries. And then the one of the two leaders, him and Henry are the two leaders of this team th that was gonna be the team that broke the streak. I mean, that's a horrible way to go out. Yeah, not great. Take the shot to, to put that that final nail in and seal your fate and go to the NCAA tournament. That, I mean, that was without a doubt the biggest shot of his career. Yeah. I mean, what a way to go out for, for Joshua Langford and everyone say go out because the, the, the script is still being written, but, and nobody was going to remember him. Maybe I shouldn't say nobody, but he wasn't going to have like this iconic moment. It was just going to be to your point, so many more and more of the, the injuries and, I want to say, oh, I guess underachieving. I mean, that has a pretty negative connotation, but because of the injuries, I mean, yeah, but, but fair enough. I mean, no matter what, he didn't live up to what people expected him to be here. But but in a way, it was just very different than what anyone expected. Right, right, right. Because of the way his career began and like you said, who he was brought in with. But nonetheless, still, the, the script is still being written, Tony. It is. And, and that's the most exciting part for me. Um, just a couple of weeks ago that it was, it was not going to happen. Um, it's, it's just really fun. And it's given me a reason to, to believe again, but really, I mean, as if you're watching this thing as a Michigan state fan and you're saying, all right, what does this mean for this team? Like, can they actually make a run or was this just, is this going to be the pinnacle moment of the season? Um, and I could see it both ways. Certainly. Is this a team that's capable of going ice cold and getting bounced in the first round? No question about it. Could this Michigan State team make a run to the second weekend and be in a dogfight to go to the Elite Eight? Yeah. Yeah, they could. And All right, so what, would, what would satisfy you, Spartan alum Tony Garcia? I'll have mine, but it doesn't really bear as much weight because I, I don't really care. But what would satisfy you? Honestly, so super lame answer here, but I feel a little satisfied right now. 
because I was just so annoyed with this team. I mean, we were talking about like it, at a certain point, it wasn't even about making the tournament. It was like having pride and like actually caring about the name on your jersey. And I, I questioned if this team had the heart and they did. So honestly, to battle back the way they did and to get to the tournament, that was really what I asked for at one point. But now that expectations have been reset, you certainly got to win the opener. I don't care if you're the 11 and they're the six, you got to win the opener. And I mean, no, I'm not going to be satisfied if you get bounced in the first weekend. I mean, if you get if you make it to the Sweet 16 with this with this roster and everything they've gone through, it's not a successful season in, in East Lansing if you're just going to a Sweet 16 and finishing. They finished ninth in the Big Ten, all right? Like, it was not a great year. They it's lost the first time in Izzo's career good. that he'll be under 500 in the Big Ten. I mean, it was obviously a down season. But if a down season is a, is a win in – is three top five wins and going to the NCAA tournament – that's that's an all right down year. Yeah, you'll take it. You'll take it, um, especially considering, like you said, where at one time we thought this season was, was heading. For me, I think, yes, I, I get what you're saying out of, okay, we've already reached that point where you could say, based on what this season looked like it was going to be compared to where it is now, that's an element of success. But I still think because you're Michigan state, you, because you've shown that you can do it, a team that's beat three top five opponents in a two week span, because that, that has, there's, there's proof there that it can be done. If you don't put your best foot forward in the tournament and make it to the next weekend and make it to the sweet 16, it's a huge disappointment. It's a huge letdown. It's going to be extremely disappointing for sure. For sure. And I mean, maybe it's a little soft. Maybe I'm being too easy on these guys because there was expectation for this team. I just, yeah, they were a top 10 team at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they were, they were. And I just readjusted it um, based on what we saw um, the last or in the, in the middle portion of the season, but it doesn't, once you get to March, that's the brilliance of March. It does not matter what you were at any other point in the season. What matters is the team you are right now entering the tournament. And right now, Michigan State is a top 25 team, and nobody can convince me off of that right now. They, they would be a ranked team the way they're playing the last few weeks. And with that being said, you should be expected to win a couple games in March, to your point. So, yeah, if they don't make the second weekend, um, it's going to be disappointing. That said, they're going to have a tough road to do it, right? Like, you're going to have to play two ranked teams in a row. And so it's not, it's not like ma- – Making the second weekend as an 11 seed is very different than making it as a two seed, right? Like, no doubt. As a two seed, your first game, unless you're playing Middle Tennessee State, is generally a cakewalk. And then you got one one team that's – one game against a team that's trying to punch up. In your second round game, if you're Michigan State and you win as the, an 11 seed, you're playing a three seed. You're playing a top 10 team. Like, that's that's tough. It's a lot to bargain for. But, all right, Tony, Big Ten – tournament coming up uh, it will start on wednesday and uh you know i don't know how much people really enjoy i love the conference tournaments and maybe this is selfish of me but i think they actually should play a lot into the whole seating part for selection sunday which will be I, I obviously everyone's listening to this on a monday we're recording on a sunday selection sunday in one week on the 14th cannot wait for that but how much stock do you put into the Big Ten tournament with okay, so Minnesota Northwestern will play, go cats, Nebraska, Penn State. See, Penn you see State. our cats picking it up lately? Oh yeah, three straight three. wins for the cats. Just so they opened the they opened Big Ten play with three yes. wins. They close with three wins. 
And I think they lost 14 games in a row in between. Or correct. Five. You are 100% correct. But they beat Nebraska. Don't let the Cats get hot. Don't let them get hot and run the table in the Big Ten tournament and steal an Do automatic it. qualifying bid. I would love it. Could you imagine? No, but, uh, I couldn't imagine. No, there's, absolutely there's absolutely no chance. But that's a, actually, all right, oh, we're going to bore everyone with Northwestern basketball talk here. Them winning a couple of games down the stretch just means Chris Collins is probably coming back. So was it really worth it? Are you out on Chris Collins? Not out. I'm just not in. He takes a lot of heat, but I just, I don't know. I just, uh, you never, you, nobody's ever won at Northwestern and you, you had the team that you get to the tournament. What was that? It'd been 2017 yeah, and was it 16 or 17? No, no, you're the, you're the go cats guy. I, yeah, I, yeah, I was, I it was 17. I just think since then it's been like this, this never ending tale. We're still young. We're still learning how to win. Well, you can't be young and learning how to win with the same players for four years. But yeah. anyways, again, I'm boring, I'm boring the people. Um, Big Ten tournament, do we think Michigan State's in, right? They don't have to win a game in the Big Ten tournament. Correct. They're in. They, they, are, they are sealed. And they're not just in to the round of 68, like that first four. They are in the tournament. They are one of the last buys. Like people are calling it a buy as if the round of 68. Right, right, right. Round. So other Big Ten teams that might be able to earn a number one seed, I think Ohio State, Illinois, uh, Purdue. Ohio State has to win the tournament in order to have a shot. And you know, I, I don't, I don't buy it. I think the, I think the four one seeds are locked. I think it's done no matter what happens in conference tournaments, Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Illinois. So Illinois is getting a one seed for you. Yes. Yes, they are. Well, they are co big 10 champions. I don't know. If I you know. Saw I saw comment. that. What are we, are we going to start you... calling them UCF North? Yes, 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 yes. Although, uh, they Brad... do have 16 wins in the big 10, but Michigan... yeah, you can't argue with the logic, right? They have more wins. They played more games. Michigan is the rightful champion. Although Illinois, they spanked, they they smoked them when they played. But is bizarre. I still think Michigan was the best team in the Big Ten this year, and they are the deserved champions. No asterisk, no nothing. They won the title for sure. Iowa's an interesting one as well. The number three seed, just because you got the whole Luca factor, and I I just or Iowa. I've never been in on Iowa. No, of course not. And that's what I said. Um, when, uh, before I had you as this wonderful co-host of this podcast and I was, oh, you don't have to lie. That's nice of you though. Um, way back when, um, I had Chris Castellani on here and we were previewing the college basketball season. And I said, I have no idea what is going to happen, but I can tell you what damn sure isn't going to happen. And that's Iowa winning this league. Like I'll never, ever believe in Iowa. I don't care if you got the All-American, the AP Player of the Year in Garza, and like McCaffrey's better now, and Bohannon, and Wieskamp. I don't care. I don't care. You don't play any defense. You're no good. You, I mean, they're not even going to make the Sweet 16. They're going to lose in the second round like they always do. Off. Tony Garcia, tough on on, on the Hawkeyes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I'm not as passionate about it as you are or matter-of-fact about it as you are, but – I, I do think that same thing. Yes. Um, okay. Let's do, let's do this. Let's do this. Is this the year the big 10 finally gets a national champion? No. Oh, no way. No, it's not. Um, Cause I don't think Michigan or Illinois end up winning it. And I think, I, I mean, Michigan state's not going to win it. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think Gonzaga might just run the table. Whoa. Mark viewing Gonzaga. Huh? No. I think so. I mean, just, I mean, I like, I would have, I would have said yes a week ago or so 
with Michigan, Eli, this Eli Brooks thing, like an injury is like a, a really big deal uh, to when it's to a rotational player like that. Write now. that down. Dude, wasn't that great insight? An injury to someone who plays an important role can hurt a team. Marvelous insight. Insight um, you can't get anywhere else than the no, Michigan State. That's why they pay us so. the big bucks. That's right. Uh, that's right. But but seriously, um, I just don't think so. Maybe it's me trying to stand my ground and say Michigan. I mean, Illinois hasn't made a Sweet 16 since 05, okay? That's so you're wild. not just going to go win a championship and you haven't even – like you've maybe won two tournament games in a decade and a half. And then I, uh, I just don't want to pick Michigan to, to win the Natty. So that's what it comes down to in my mind. Because you're a hater, Tony Garcia. You're a hater. I like a team like West Virginia that can just muck it up and make it so ugly and so tough on their opponents. It's a great John Rothstein says, West Virginia, tougher than a long weekend at your in-laws. <laughs> they, they are. But, you know, the Mountaineers let me down every year. I yes. always pick them as the sleepy or sleeper uh, elite eight run team. And Bob Huggins, I just picture him making that stupid face on the sideline when they're down by, like, they were down by two, they miss the three, they have a chance to get the offensive rebound, it goes off their hands, they all look at each other like, oh, what the fuck just happened? It's like, you just West Virginia'd yourself, and you're going to lose, because you're asking your guards to play 94 feet of defense for 40 minutes, and now their legs are a little tired. Press Virginia, Tony, that's Press Press Virginia University, Morgantown covered faithfully by WDTV's very own Darren Zaslow Medill class of 2018 best journalist to come out of that class that's for sure oh shout out Mr. Zaslow 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 yeah Darren Zaslow yes yes best friend at you your your best friend at Northwestern is Brooks right Oh, Evan that name? Eli Evan Brooks? Brooks. Yeah, yes. That's the last yeah, name. Evan Brooks. I was, I was like, I didn't know. I was unaware that you were on a last name basis with my buddy <laughs> Evan. Um, or a, a, a one name basis. Uh, I'd say I, I got four best friends. Um, I got Yosef, Harry, Armand, and Evan. They're all my nice. best. On the Michigan State of Sports, we break down our best friends from Northwestern. That's, that's stuff you can't get anywhere else. So, Jake, what are you expecting of both of these teams uh, as – the Big Ten tournament is now four days away. Do you think either of them are tr- like going to sell out and really try to win this thing? or? or yeah, I think you always try to, of course, you try to win something and it can spark some momentum moving into the, the, big, or the big dance, obviously. But it's also a different year in the sense that these teams are coming through and, and coming off of what has been an unprecedented gauntlet. And I know we use that term loosely all the time and we kind of make fun of oh, the big 10 gauntlet but these are teams that were playing six games in, in 12 days like an nba style schedule and never before had they been asked to play that many games in such a short amount of time and so when you continue to just play game after game after game and now it's in a tournament format i think and i'm not gonna go as far as say load management obviously that only happens in the nba but i think there might be call it more of a strategic element to the the substitutions and how many minutes guys are playing and not that it was ever not a win at all costs and I still think that and you you know you get between the white lines and the the, the game starts going the competitive juices take over and that will still be the case but it would not surprise me to see guys minutes on a little bit more of a shorter leash, just given the the schedule that both Michigan and Michigan State have played. That's what I'm expecting. I mean, I could see both teams thinking about it both ways. I mean, if you're Michigan State, I would consider strongly 
maybe boosting the confidence of some bench players, you could say, and getting them some minutes in this opening round game against Maryland. Because Are you looking for Hoiberg to take over for Michigan State? Absolutely. I want a 10-piece from Jack Hoiberg. I want uh, Mati Sissoko. I want Steven Izzo maybe get a little bit of run. Hey, Hoiberg played six minutes against Michigan. Izzo said he, yeah, he said he provided a lift for him. Yeah, he did. And the fact that Jack Hoiberg is not noticeably worse than Foster Lawyer is extremely concerning. But that's another conversation <laughs> for another day. Um, but I Are mean, you starting Herman- a petition to get uh, Foster Lawyer's scholarship? revoked no because i'm sure he's a good kid but maybe <laughs> transferred the scholarship over to central michigan maybe where he can score 23 points a game and be a big man on campus once more i think that might be a little better fit hey, but, i don't know if he's they the gliak came out with their first team all gliak i don't know if i'm putting him on my first team all no <laughs> did jack ammerman make it very good he was second team kind of a snub in my opinion but uh, uh we're not gonna break down gliac hoops what did i get a vote no no, no. oh well that's where they went wrong right right obviously yeah that's yeah. Where they went wrong with the gliac hoops uh all all dream team all world team super there you team. go there you go all um, right all right back to it but, Big but Ten, Jay, for michigan state i mean i don't see any incentive for them to win their first round matchup against maryland because you're not going up seed lines at this point um, maybe you could go from an 11 to a 10 seed, but does that really benefit you? Cause then you just earn yourself a matchup with a two seed in the second round. I mean, we're only, we're always of course, assuming that you, you win the first round game in, in March and you'd have to play Michigan again. Um, th- there's no, there's no point in losing the sort of the momentum you got here, um, from, from this win and trying to play and then what so you're gonna have to win four games in four days after you said it playing six games in 12 days and seven in 16 days i mean this team they've got to be spent and if you're not gonna like actually if you're on like that two seed one seed line then for sure like go for it or if you really like value big 10 tournament championships but that's not what this league is about this league is about the regular season and um and illinois and michigan are your co-big 10 (laughs) I crack myself up. I kid, I kid. But how about a team like Maryland? And I know we're we're kind of, and this is just because I'm in charge. We're going all over the place, and it's it's a less than stellar product, which is my fault. But it, a team like Maryland that just completely, you know, screwed the pooch down the stretch here. We're talking losses to Northwestern and and Penn State. Now they got. I think Maryland might. I mean, I don't think they're out of the tournament but it wouldn't hurt to win a couple of games in the big 10 tournament here no i mean it, it it sure wouldn't uh they i mean after that win against michigan state uh they had won i believe five in a row and they looked like they were i mean they were rolling and then like you said northwestern and penn state two of the the bottom tier big 10 teams you could say and so yeah maryland has a lot more incentive than than michigan state going in i think i agree i think they're both in but um well, Michigan State just locked it up today, and Maryland could still maybe go either way. I mean, with a first-round exit, there's an argument to be made that Maryland misses the, the tournament, certainly. Oh, boy. that would be, what, is, uh, what does Rothstein say about uh, – about, uh, Says we sleep in May. No, yes, yes, you he absolutely says that. But about uh, Maryland, uh, College Park is the uh, March March's best spring break destination, which I've heard not so much. I mean, I've heard College Park is just a dump. Yeah, I've never I haven't heard many positive things about College Park. I've never been there. I don't know if I've heard that much about College Park other than I just don't know if it's uh, the East Coast spring break destination like uh, Rostin likes to say it is. But anyways, Tony, 
enjoyed the conversation per usual. Any uh, any final thoughts? I just feel like, uh, you know, it's it's almost like the beginning of a really, really good thing with March Madness. And it's so close that I I just I'm 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 exceptionally excited, obviously, but I also just want to fast forward through and I, and I don't want to devalue the Big Ten tournament, but I am a little bit because I'm ready for madness. I'm ready for March Madness. I, know, I mean, this is we talked about it last week briefly. This is the earlier this week briefly. This is the best time of year. I mean, one week from now, we will have brackets in hand and be slicing and dicing all yes. the all the various paths for certain teams to, to make a run. But Tony, did you know they're doing um, the 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 March Madness? I know it's still uh, a little bit out here yet, but it's not the Thursday Friday that the days will have the the full slate. That'll be Friday Saturday, and then a Sunday Monday second. I I say second round. It's technically I guess the third round, right? No, it's but yes, you're right. You get to the Sweet Sixteen. Yes, that'll be on the last games will take place on a Monday. Not so sure how I feel about that. I I'm I'm a creature of habit. Yeah, as am I. I mean, I don't like it at all. I mean, I don't think we need to sugarcoat it. Why would you go Friday through Monday instead of Thursday through Sunday? It's just that when that Thursday rolls around and basketball is not on my TV from noon until the end of time, I am going to be angry and I'm going to be hard to be around. I'm going to be ornery, which is just describing me on a typical day that ends in Y, but especially on that day. And then I almost like, I almost love the Sunday scaries of the first weekend of March madness because you enjoy, it's such a rush and you're coming off that, that, that high, that adrenaline. And you're like, basically like shit the next four days are gonna suck but then we get right back to it baby then we got sweet 16 basketball and i won't have i mean i guess i will i'll have it on a monday but what's left of my internal clock which isn't much because i never know if i'm coming or going if it's night or day will be completely destroyed with no basketball on that thursday thoughts and prayers to me yeah no thought yeah t-h-o-t-s thoughts and prayers uh go (laughs) sent your way my friend um well done well done this episode. I appreciate you bringing your A game. Double dipping. J- Jake is um, doing some other oh, work right now Tony's at the same time. Fired. Tony's trying I'm to not. I'm just saying you're doing other work. You got a lot of things going on, and we appreciate the dedication you bring to this program every single night, my friend. Tony, I appreciate everything you do for this program. We are the front porch of podcasts. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> we used to have a coach that would say, this program is the front porch of this institution. And it just became a thing to be the front porch of something. I don't even know what it means. Okay, okay. I'm glad I didn't act like I just knew what that meant. I'm no, no, no. I'm going to say a lot of weird shit, Tony. That's that's right. that's part of working with me. And, you know, it keeps people on, on your toes. Like, raise the gas pedal. That was another one we said all the time. We had a coach that, that mixed that up, like, push down on the gas pedal. Yeah, I was going to say, that also doesn't make sense. Y- y- you raise the roof. Front yes, porch yeah. podcast right here, my friend. Yes, we are the front porch, baby. Have a great one. Can't wait for next time. Thank you all for tuning in. For my broadcast partner, Tony Garcia, I am Jake Rima. Hope you'll join us next time on the Michigan State of Sports. See ya.